This is WMNF Tampa. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 FM. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew, Laura Rodriguez. Good morning. How's I'm good. How is everyone doing All right. Today? You don't have to say I'm good. You say it in Spanish. <laughs> you ain't got to act like that, Laura Rodriguez. We all speak, we, we speak Spanish here. You know, you ain't the only one. I know. How you doing, Laura? I'm good. Yeah. It's been a busy week. A lot of things happen on with the city, mm-hmm. um, as well as the organization that I'm in, Tampa Bay Community Action Committee. We've been busy at the C- at the Citizens Review Board because we are uh, currently Why leaving people alone, Laura. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> never, 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 never. Um, we are working with a person impacted by TPD violence. So, yes, yes we're working yes. on uh, making her voice heard because she has been through a civil case, um, through a bunch of stuff for the past four years now. And she, is, she just told me the other day that she just now finally feels like she's being heard by like helping her um, get her case reviewed. How, how long is just now? Um, well, I talked to her. The last time I talked to her was on Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And we've been, she contacted us about a month ago. And from there, we've uh, moved forward with learning about her case and doing a dive into all the court documents, into the CRB legislation itself to see what it can and can't do. Um, and hopefully, they at the meeting itself, they said um, that they would get documents to review whether or not they wanted to review it, <laughs> which I thought was funny, but um, it's going somewhere, which is exciting. Well, that's always exciting. It's always exciting. And, and, and we want to make sure that people are getting a fair shake. That's the main thing. We want to make sure that's happening. And, and what's more, of course, here on this Sunday Forum, is we want to make sure that that you have a CRB that has teeth. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Not no BS CRB. But Billy, what's up, man? Good morning. You all right? Yeah, pretty good. Good, good, good. What you... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I see the eyes, <laughs> I see the eyes. You say, uh, uh, no, I was just... I was <laughs> tripping because I have to re-register to, to get my voting materials. So what? I want to talk about that. I mean, we all have yeah. to do that now. Yeah. Oh, re-register every time? Oh, you, right. you know they messed up my son's... Uh, Registration. Mine's misspelled. No, oh, wow. <laughs> Mine's misspelled. How so badly? I didn't want to vote because it was misspelled, and I didn't want to get in trouble. How badly? Uh, not badly. It was a, a, a Q for a G. Uh, oh, yeah. Just go, just go and have them do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go downtown. But downtown. that could cause that could cause yeah. problems, huh? Just one yeah, little letter. Yeah, yeah. It could. It can. That's on it purpose. Can. Let me tell you. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> When I went to go vote last time, uh, I mean, the the, the Republican uh, overseer, I hate to put it everybody giggling because I say overseer. Yeah, the, the, the well, basically that's what they are, the monitor, that's a better way of putting it. The Republican <laughs> monitor, <laughs> she was white too. But, yeah, but uh, the Republican monitor uh, actually, actually, uh, uh, followed us as we were going through. Now, this is Walter's first time voting. He's 18. First time voting, right? So he, he goes in, and, and as they're doing everything, he realizes, he says, wait a minute. And he walks up to me, he says, Dad, he said, this isn't right. I said, what's wrong? He said, they gave me this thing for a Republican uh, voter. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, wait a minute, what? And I looked at his sheet. And it was a Republican sheet. They messed up his his uh, affiliation, his oh. voting affiliation. So and that's how they got these extra voters, yes. extra Republican yes. voters in Florida. Yes, I just it would not surprise me if that happened to some other people. It would not surprise me <laughs> at all. And 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 and, and I'm gonna tell you quite honestly, people there are people out there who do not know the slates well enough to be able to recognize when that has happened. They just kind of go along with it, you know? And don't. And then they say, well, I didn't see your name if they talked to the, one of the people that's running. Uh, I didn't see, you know, so-and-so's name on the ballots. Well, that's because in the primary, you won't. Especially if they messed you up, put you in the wrong side. So that, that happens now. So the lady, so <laughs> the lady falls us outside, right? And... She's just standing there and, and, and looking like, okay, lady, what, what's, what's going on? You know, while they're trying to explain to us what's, you know, what, what just happened and how they can fix it and everything else. And it's just, it's, it's very ominous. It's, it's a very ominous presence when they're, when they're standing over you and just looking like that. You know, who does that, man? Like, it's not necessary. It's intimidation, really. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the the... The people are there from the voters, from the um, uh, supervisor of elections office to deal with that type of thing. Their job, the, the monitor's job, is to make sure that within the area, the voting area, things are, are, are going as smoothly as they're supposed to, right? Okay, so why are, you, why, why are they following us outside? Well... Let me tell you why, and in all fairness, in all fairness, let me tell you why this lady followed us outside. One of the re- one of the reasons they followed us outside was because of the uh, because I think she was following behind the 
the supervisor of elections employee. But she also was following us because one of the Democratic monitors was getting ready to leave for the day. She was done, mm-hmm. right? So she was leaving and just happened to be that we knew her personally, right? So as she's leaving, we're all walking out the door together, right? And so she's standing out there, and, and she's just, just uh, well, she can't be here. She goes, oh, what do you mean I can't be here? I'm going home. Take it easy, man. You know, <laughs> she was tripping. I mean, she was seriously tripping. And I mean, so so people are uptight. They wound up very tightly about this thing, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and rightly so, rightly so. I mean, you do have some uh, some malfeasance, uh, and some people out there who do not mean uh, well in this process. So we have got to be cognizant. But dang, I mean, she was tripping. She was seriously tripping. But the other part of that is um, that was not a good situation. Uh, it's been resolved, of course, but I'm pretty sure that that has happened with regard to registration uh, screw-ups like that, registration uh, uh, mistakes. So, you know, it happens. It happens. So, um, so what I understand that the Republicans need to, to, to really learn how to compete and not you know, play fast and loose with the elections like that. Uh, I understand there's a new migration going on that there's there are black people moving into red states. It may be that it turned the red states purple, purple. again. Purple. <laughs> so we'll see. Purple. Purple. We're in purple states. <laughs> Including Florida. Including Florida. It'll be a purple state. <laughs> Uh, Disney World. Uh, it's a small world after all. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, I saw this thing. I watched. Uh, what, what's, what's your boy's name? Well, well, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to call him. <laughs> we have a name for everybody, right? And we have a name for uh, for you know who. He whose name will not be spoken. Uh, <laughs> number 45. Number three, Cheeto Man. <laughs> what else? But right. then we got we got all types of names for this guy, right? <laughs> but then of course, but we're not talking about Cheeto Man, are we? We're talking about uh, Devil Santis, yeah. Ron Devil Santis. So you know, I kind of like Meathead, <laughs> <laughs> Archie Bunker, right. Archie Bunker. That's an Archie Bunker reference for those people who are not old enough to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, meat, meathead. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Disney was the target here, right? I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about that old name, except to say it's it's ridiculous. I mean, he's targeting a political rival. I mean, people that he that disagree with the governor politically, and that's not right. You don't just target. A person or a company just for because they disagree with you politically. I can see if he went after them for uh, capitalist practices that are <laughs> uh, against our sensibilities, but that's not what happened. And plus, he didn't actually ultimately do anything. He just he just uh, stacked he the board. He just he just uh, Reedy Creek. castrated Reedy Creek. Right. He just stacked the board with five people that. He he likes that. That's gonna answer to him, which is what dictators do. And but the whole, I'm gonna take away their their uh, the corporate power and all sorts right, of and their ability to control the tax status, their their uh, tax needs and their fire needs and police needs, safety needs out there right, right. is not something that the voters in those surrounding counties wanted to pick up the tab for. So mm-hmm. ultimately, DeSantis didn't do anything to Disney. Well, you know, now this is what he claims is happening. Okay? Oh, I meant meathead. Meathead, that's right. <laughs> so, so this is what's happening. Hey, nine attack lock out there in the Facebook world. Um, so, this is what what's happening. Okay, uh, what, what's supposed to be happening? So, what's supposed to be happening is, and, and I worked in that in that sector of when I was when I was doing engineering with um, with the water management district for the state of Florida. And um, 
at the Water Management District, we had a lot of dealings with Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek is the is the government, the local government that is in place for that region where Disney World exists, right? Where, where right. it's located, and and ultimately, really, Reedy Creek ultimately was Disney World's government, so to speak, right? So all the water management issues, all of the um, uh, first responders and people like that came from Reedy Creek. It, it expanded and, cre- and was cre- and it created this this entity called Reedy Creek. So uh, you know, it, it it was something that we just kind of dealt with because we had our own. Uh, and get this, the water management district. There are five of them, right? And then there's Reedy Creek. <laughs> there are five water management districts in the state of Florida, and then there's Reedy Creek. So in Reedy Creek, which is in Orlando area, Reedy Creek or went like uh, Windermere, where Shaquille O'Neal and Tiger Woods live and stuff like that, right? So Reedy Creek has all of these um, powers, and, and those powers really because it's basically controlled by by Disney. They they oversee or vice versa. Uh, they oversee all the Disney World um, uh, permitting and stuff like that, right? But there was never a board like like what we have in all of the districts, all the water management districts throughout the state. It was it was very privatized, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so therefore the tax the the taxes were higher in that area because it was privatized, right? Okay, well this is what 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 people were complaining about is the fact that. You know, why are we paying these high taxes? Well, some of them weren't bothered with it because, well, they had a good life. They were putting money into what they wanted. But then you have those who were not so, who were not, you know, of of that class uh, economically that could afford that. And so it began, it it was like this spot in Orlando, just this spot, right? It got to be a real problem. Got to be a real problem for some people. And Disney World did, in fact, have um, get away with. They, they enjoyed a lot of freedoms, a lot of. They got away with a lot of stuff. Right? Apparently, that was the reason why they actually agreed to come to Florida. Disney World was because they had they wanted this special taxi status and district. Yeah, that they operated under, and they weren't paying. And in all fairness, they were not paying their fair share with regard to taxes and things like that, right, to the state. Um, and, and so what, what was happening was uh, um, there began there began to be this contradiction that was emerging. Now, on the left, folks were saying, you know how we're always saying, hey, man, you know, the upper 1% got to pay their fair share of taxes and things like that. That's around the nation. Everybody's saying that, right? Um, but they were getting away with murder. I mean, they, they literally were. I know that because I worked there and I dealt with a lot of the stuff that was going on that was, you know, uh, with water and things like that. They got away with complete murder. And I was like, well, damn. You know, well, as we as we go on and we see what's happening, um, it became, it changed. The, the reasoning for his doing that changed. One of the reasons that we saw later on was um, there's this accusation that was that, that arose that said that uh, Disney was uh, uh, teaching kids about um, homosexuality and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm sitting there thinking... What, what what are we talking about here? What what are we talking about? I didn't see that. I went to Disney. I didn't see that or any sexual anything. You know, when I got to Disney World, you know, I'm like, what what are we what are we? Should kids even be thinking about that right now? You know what I mean? It's like, but but that that was thrown into the mix. And anytime that's thrown into the mix, you have a political issue. It now it's been politicized. It's a wedge issue. It's just something to throw around. Yeah, just yeah. It's it's it is unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. And and he used it as a tool to be able to justify 
what it was, what it is that he's doing, right? So it, it, that and some of the now, I, I, my understanding is that of the five board members, I think that well, there was one in particular, and I can't remember the name, but one in particular, I, I read it, uh, actually made a point of saying that, of pointing out that that fact, or not not the fact, but that made the accusation, right? So. You know, those are some of the things that you're dealing with when you when you look at what was done recently with Disney and, and taking away their corporate power. And you have people who are behind him who are from the public, from the, I say public sector, but from the first responders who are supporting this, the agencies that are supporting this. So Reed Creek is very split um, with regard to who's, who's doing what, how it's being done, and... Um, you know, I don't. We, we're going to see a lot of, of uh, uh, changes in the, in the coming year. Uh, a lot of back and forth regarding this issue. Uh, he has signed it into law, um, and it, you know, and that's what it is, right? For now, is we have this Reedy Creek is that's governed now by a board of five, like the like the other water management districts will be governed by. Have been governed over the years since 1945. I think it was since 1945 in the state of Florida. Since the water management districts began, five people govern over each one of those areas. So you have five in um, in each of the five areas, and they're gov and they are uh, appointed by the governor. But you, do you really think he's got to do? He's got to take away their uh, the tax status at the end of the day. I mean that. One of the Republican agendas nationally is to give a tax break to corporations. And uh, as far as the uh, Reedy Creek uh, governance is concerned, that is still not going to change because it was really it was really just Disney's property, just property up ground and underground because there's a, a whole underground that people don't know about. I worked at Disney a few years ago and the whole underground basically for the workers and they've always had, uh, for lack of a better word, a liberal uh, <laughs> approach to their workers. I mean, if, if people are in same-sex marriages, uh, Disney's okay with that. We'll provide benefits for you right, right. for that. And uh, so are those are kind of things the that the governor is going to go after. I'm I, sorry. I'm, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. But, but I, I was about to say, and I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. No uh, uh, I think they were one of the first companies in the state of Florida to do that before it was actually mm -hmm. put into law. Before it was cool. Right. Yeah. Before, before it was cool and before it was put into law. So, you know, there's that. And, and kudos to Disney on that, man. But, you know, I, I hate, you know, I, as a grandfather, I hate to see, <laughs> I hate to see what's about to come down the line because them tickets going to be expensive. Uh, I God, think they're going to sue Meathead when he I think is so. no longer governor. I think, I think so. that's what's well, going to happen. They're just being quiet the, now. the state of Florida. They're certainly going to sue the state of Florida in order to get that, that change. And I don't, I doubt very seriously it's going to, uh, this is just a, a bump in the road. I think it's just a bump in the road. I, it's unfortunate. Um, it's, it's a long time coming, though. Oh yeah, heck yeah, man, heck yeah, it is. It really is. Um, I think. I think is what's really unfortunate is how is the method that they that they went about. Um, Politicizing this thing, right? I mean, I, he I went after really, a political enemy. I yeah. mean, you, you, we just shouldn't allow that in our governors and presidents. Yeah, we're not. We are <laughs> not to. We got to. Well, you know, that's that's what it is. That's how. That's what happened this week in Florida. <laughs> so, uh, everybody out there, thank you for joining us here on Facebook in Facebook Land on the Sunday Forum. This is Walter Elspeth the second, along with members of the Fourth Estate crew. We have a guest. Now, we have guests in the house, yeah. okay? We have one in particular who's going to be joining us today. Are you going to hang out with us? I'll hang out. She's going to hang out with us, y'all. She's going to hang out with us. Right. I feel I feel like my mentor, Tom Joyner, right now. I'll sip the tea People come in and sip tea and <laughs> hang out with us and stuff like that. Can we even say his name like that? 
We can say Tom Cruise. You can say you can say station. station. Um, glad to have you here with us, Nicole Payne. Nicole Payne uh, is uh, one of the uh, city of Tampa uh, candidates for city council, and she's going to hang out with us uh, here in the station as we talk about all these different things. It's a lot of issues. It's a lot of issues, man. A lot of issues. I'm telling you, man. Um, but before we do that, before we do that, we have a young lady, Rodriguez, that's mm-hmm. going to Rodriguez Corner. And she's going to tell us about who this week. Do we have a profile? Why are you doing? Why are you don't never do your homework, man? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm back listen, in the classroom listen, again, listen, and I'm with my ruler. I'm gonna smack these hands. Give me a second. happy early International Women's Day and happy Women's Month. All right. That today we're chock filled with women, by the way. Because <laughs> our other guests are women, and yep. they are they are longstanding uh, citizens. In Why this are you stealing my thunder? Hold on. Love. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did he just not mean that's, that's what I. <laughs> oh, oh, wait you just got here. I just go. Wait, I, you know, guys, you uh, out. I'm saying right. But for my personal profile today, yes. I brought two women who are not only. Uh, making history but saving history yes alright so it's in person do we have the, imp- the applause thing? <laughs> the applause yes 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 so they'll join us soon yes 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 they are and and we're, we're gonna talk about what in particular we're gonna talk about Memorial Park or Memorial Park Memorial Park Cemetery yes absolutely what's going absolutely. on that and I just also wanted to say that the students at USF are still fighting against DeSantis' attacks and still demanding that their university not comply with anything. Mm-hmm. So if you have a grandson or granddaughter, your son's there, your daughter's there, tell them to check out SDS at 1230. Um, what is SDS? Students for a Democratic Society. They're holding an event tomorrow to demand that real law um, increase black enrollment at the university and actually create a plan for it and, and to and not increase what stu- black student black enrollment. student enrollment because it's been on the decline for the past five years mm-hmm. um it's not even at 10 percent, which is abysmal bad. Yeah, yeah that's bad, that's really bad especially for here in tampa um and they are also demanding that they that they don't um, comply with any of Ron DeSantis's happenings and what's going on and create an actual plan to improve equity and diversity within the college and making sure that the um, like black students are not only enrolled but make it through all four years. I, I, a, I, wondered, I graduated from Africana Studies in, at the master's level, right? From USL. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to try to shut down Africana Studies like he did in high school. <laughs> they might. They That's might. crazy, it's, man. Not, That's crazy. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. <laughs> but how? You know what I mean? Dang. I know, right? Dang. That's He's what I said. Dang. You're going to shut. you go. <laughs> for instance, school, the school has an abysmal record for, for recruiting and getting black kids in there. Then they're going to shut down the old black studies program too. Dang. Yeah, I mean they're telling they private like companies. They're telling private companies to abolish diversity and equity and inclusion programs. I mean, who does that? Who would have thunk it? You yeah. know what? My dad is dying again right now. I know. He you. must be turning in his grave. He, he, he fought. Dad was um, one, actually one of the first, if not the first, black man to work for NASA by way of IBM, right? And he brought in five students from Tampa Bay area. To go to NASA um, in order to in order to work in their space program, right? So that was their internship. That's so cool. it, it was done through the through the precursor to affirmative action, mm-hmm. and he always spoke about that because he was a real he was a real advocate for the for, for affirmative action. You know, Dad was one of the people who you know fought for. He was in the heat of the civil rights movement. Right. And so that was that was a really big issue for him uh, was the affirmative action piece. Uh, you know, it, it, we talk about it in jest now a lot in a lot of circles because we kind of took it for granted for a while, mm-hmm. right? And now we see what happens when you take things like that for granted. 
it 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 leveled out the playing field for us. It, it does level out the playing field for us when we talk about um, jobs and things like that. Uh, and and we cannot take these types of things for granted at all, not at all. That particular um, so so the the issue with affirmative action at the collegiate level is something that we certainly cannot take for granted. And one of those one of those reasons is because. Well, Obviously, it's because of student enrollment. Um, and and it, it actually, what you're going to see as a result of that, if it is successful, if they're successful with doing that, what you will see ultimately is a, um, is a, a new type of segregation that will be, that will be uh, enforced, it, you know, inadvertently, I believe, but enforced inadvertently on some people's part, <laughs> but actually intentional on others. Mm -hmm. uh, so what what we might see, what we might see, uh, is an increase, well, definitely we'll see is an increase in uh, black student enrollment at HBCUs. I, I ain't got a problem with that. Uh, but what we're also going to see, watch this now, is a deep, wow, Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Laura's face when she does this stuff. Uh, is what we'll also see is uh, a lot of these big schools, these, these predominantly white institutions, like, man, all the D1 schools, they're going to lose some players. They're going to lose some players. And as a result, they're going to lose some money. Now, you know, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that they're, they're seeing the long range effects of this thing. Okay, hey, but hey, 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 guess what? Guess what? I'm okay with that. Well, we have to learn how to play the long game. I know that's right. You know, we've been playing checkers and they're playing chess. That's right. And that's why people have to understand how important it is to show up for every election. Mm -hmm. Not just the presidential, not just, you know, your state, but you have to show up on every single level because if you don't have your voice heard, they're going to speak for you. Right. And when they speak for you, then you're upset. Right. And so everything is interconnected, it's intertwined, and it has to be important to you. You know, most of the time you hear uh, people who complain the most are the ones least likely to vote. Exactly. Exactly. No mm -hmm. question about it. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on. So they, so everybody in Facebook in, in Facebook land can see you. Is this this microphone is on? This mic. Mm -hmm. It's right. not. Yeah. Okay. All right. You use that. Sorry, y'all in Facebook land. All right. So. All right. So. This is Nicole, everybody. So y'all can hey, see. Hey, everyone. You. All right. So you know, I think I, I think you're right. Nicole, I think you're right. Um, so while we're while we're at it, let's go ahead and get into this, Nicole. All right. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. Good, I'm doing good, well good, for good. Sunday morning. Um, I'm up. I didn't know I was going to be on on uh, camera, but I'm glad I took I a shower and washed up today. <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. Y'all yeah. like my voice, don't you? So, <laughs> Bear White. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Nicole, you are running for city council. Yes. What district? I'm running for a city council for District 6. Mm -hmm. And uh, District 6 covers uh, West Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, so, you go from North Hyde Park, south of Gandy, West Shore. Uh, McFarland Park, all the way up to Bush Boulevard, which is the very beginning of Sulphur Springs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it covers a very um, large area uh, and, a, and a wide demographic. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a very big area. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think the biggest one we have is District 5, uh, which is what they call the Black District, which I hate that. The way they, they do that, the Black District. Um, it's so ominous or black mm. district and racist. Not only is it racist, it's also very ominous. But uh, well, it's it's a way to be dismissive. It is. Mm -hmm. It is very dismissive. Mm -hmm. And 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 so and, and let me let me just put this out there, um, because it did the same thing to me, and I'm sure they said the same thing to you. 
that because you're black, the the chances of you doing anything or being successful in this race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there are some people that have uh, dismissed me as soon as I put my name in a hat. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a political newcomer, and um, I've often said in many of my circles that I don't like politics and politicians. Um, I'm not in this for that. I'm in this to um, have public service. And that's the way I framed my mind is that this is public service. Um, because I'm not a, a, a part of the, the in crowd, um, you know, people are saying, well, you know, can, can she do this? And, um, well, I'm, I'm not here for the ego. I'm not here for, um, you know, the clout, um, the political ability to schmooze. I want to get work done. That's what I'm coming for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the work. It's about the work of the community, which is why I decided to throw my hat in a ring. Um, I've sat at many uh, kitchen tables and we talk about issues and, and people who know me know me well that I don't shy away from any topic. Um, you know, I start and end my day with good intentions for the people that I know um, that's in my personal circle and even in my community. And... And so when I discuss difficult topics with people and, you know, we'll share some insight. And and I also enjoy talking to people who don't agree with me, who disagree, because I believe that's the only way that you can truly grow intellectually is to have conversations with people who do not share um, your beliefs, your values, your ideologies. Um, But I want to hear from different perspectives and find solutions. Um, by nature, I'm a problem solver. Um, I don't like to sit around and, and, and talk about the problems as long as the day is long, but I want to talk about some solutions. And so I talk to many different people of different backgrounds. Um, what are they going through? What have they experienced? What are some of the things that they've done to solve problems? How have issues been solved in other counties and states and countries? And, um, and so I'm coming to uh, this race because I hope that my voice can be the voice of the community. Um, I believe that the city council needs to reflect the community that it intends to serve. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like for, for far too long, um, it doesn't. And so, and so I, I want uh, the folks to know who are going to vote for me, who have already voted for me, or who are going to vote for me on Tuesday, to know that um, I'm not someone who wants to come in and, and, and sell your interest to the highest bidder. I want to know what the, what the issues of the community are uh, that you're going through so that we can begin to problem solve. Now, can't solve every single problem. There are even some problems that are not even in the purview of the city council. Um, but when it's not, well, let's connect organizations. Let's connect people with the resources that they need to solve the problems. Um, I've been in many of those situations that our community is in currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am originally from the Bronx, New York. I'm a city girl from the hood. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been there where a lot of our folks are. And I want to help connect people with the solutions that they need to solve their pressing issues. Can I see your B-girl stance? <laughs> <laughs> it comes, it's so natural for us. It's I, so natural. <laughs> I was also known as Nick Boogie. Oh! Let me down. All know, right. In a day. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, um... <laughs> From Boogie Down Bronx. From the Boogie Down Bronx. <laughs> um, so, so here we we are dealing with some serious issues uh, in, in Tampa. I mean, anywhere, anytime you're dealing mm-hmm. with city council, you're dealing with serious issues. But we got a major problem. We have several major problems. One of them is housing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we saw where uh, the housing cap, um, the, the the rental cap, excuse me, was not voted on, not, not a, you know, no, they just, there's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that that's here and Penelope, mm-hmm. and in St. Pete, mm-hmm. blown, completely blown, mm-hmm. right? Oh, the landlords have more say than the renters. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've been a renter. I've been also an owner. I've owned properties. Um, I've rented to several different um, uh, people and organizations. And, you know, the, the problem is, is that um, the voice of the single mom who is struggling to make ends meet um, has not had a raise, um, who is living below or at the poverty line and has had their rent increase. $250, you know, and then another year, you know, it, it seems like it's just made up as it, as it goes along. And so their voices are not being heard. And um, and you've got to get your voice out there and heard. You know, housing is something that is near and dear to me. Um, I was homeless when I was in high school. Wow. And, um, and I know what it's like to couch surf, you know, you're going from pillar to post. And, and, and at that time, I had a kid. So, you know, I lived those issues of worrying how I was going to choose between groceries, electric bill, phone, rent. The energy burden. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it can be so insurmountable. And sometimes when you're in those situations, you're so desperate, you can't even think straight. And, and a lot of people don't know when they're going through those things that there are resources out there. No one thinks like, all right, I'm facing eviction. Let me get online and go to Tampa.gov and see what resources are available to me. Right. You know, you're just so flustered. Um, you're so frustrated. You're so angry. You're that desperate. You're desperate. Yeah. You don't know how to um, solve the problems. And so housing is, in, uh, is something that's near and dear to me. And because I had been homeless before, I tend to overhouse myself. Right. And so I've owned multiple properties. I rent in, in, in areas that I work in and I'm going to be at for long periods of time. And I, I want to help those in the city um, know that their voice is going to be represented through me. So when you're facing um, issues like Florida, everyone knows, is below the median um, wage nationally right um and if any economic guru tells you that your housing should represent about 30 percent of your budget um and rents in the city in some places are going for two three thousand dollars a month you have these uh you know multi-million dollar developers coming into your city and they're flashing you know $35,000 $35,000 in front of your face um, to buy your home out that your your mother or your, your grandmother has had in the family and move you out, you know, well, we've got some problems, you know, that need to be addressed. And we cannot continue to build these monuments to our egos and these beautiful luxury housings, although it's nice for some, but it's not nice for all. And, uh, and and I don't plan on coming on council and being a one-issue person, right? Because there's multiple issues, like you said. There's a lot of issues. We're going to touch on We're going to touch yeah. on And Definitely. so um, and housing is one of them that is pressing. Because if you don't solve the housing problem, that's going to be the segue into a lot of other issues down the road. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so you don't want a big city um, that Tampa is growing into be to have a homelessness issue. Like you can see which in other major cities. We, yeah, which we do. We'll we, have a tent city like California eventually. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a bad one. Um, do you want to touch on that one, or do you want to? Yeah. Um, so I mean, even here in Tampa, we've seen pushes when Turning Point USA came to Tampa. Uh, the mayor. Um, told TPD to move all the homeless people out of downtown, which happens again and again. And we know that code enforcement also will be um, used to move uh, houseless people out of the way or out of sight and to push them into areas um, that aren't as seen. And um, one of the biggest happenings when the budget was going on was the public was demanding that money be moved from other areas to housing. Um, and I guess like one of the questions that I have for you is when it comes down to it, where can we move money out of where, because we have a fixed budget, there's a fixed thing. What do we really need to focus on? Um, I am not in city council yet. So there's a lot of, um, budgetary things that 
I don't have access to just yet. You know, I can read the headlines in the papers, you know, like like most folks. Um, so I won't pretend that I'll have all the answers on where the money is going to come from. But there is money out there. And, um, and you know, far too often you hear about um, certain coffers being raided um, because it's not needed. And, um, and it's used for other things. Well, we have to sit down and really press this issue for it to be solved. Now, I know that the um, issue came up for rent stabilization because mm-hmm. they didn't want to call it rent control because of our state laws doesn't allow rent control. So they called it uh, rent stabilization and the city overwhelmingly voted for it and it was vetoed um, by our mayor. Um, well, we have to go back to the drawing board. We have to keep on pressing the issue. We know that you know th- there's plenty of smart lawyers out there that can argue a case one way or another. Um, when it's important to you, you'll look for the loopholes. You'll reword it. You'll re-strategize. Mm-hmm. You'll present it in a different way to get something done if it's important to you. And the only way to get this done is to make it important and have enough voices on the city council to make it important and to keep on bringing up this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got four years um, to make some headway, and uh, um, there is money out there. You know, there are uh, funds, there are grants to, um, to, to find a solution, and, and that's what we need to do. Um, it's something that I can be relentless about when it comes mm-hmm. to getting what I want because it's important and and in, in business that's what you have to do you have to keep on pressing the issues so um, but the short answer is where it's going to come from um, well that's still to be determined you know, you know to look inside the budgets one of the things that I, that, that I was let me just say this that I, I really really you know I can appreciate your answer we're gonna go to the phone lines in a second um, one of the things that um, I'm reading some of the some of the lines here from Super Dave Coleman. Super Dave, that's that's our main man. Super Dave watches the show and and listens to us all the time, and he's at everything. He's, he's he been sure is at the, everything. I'm telling you, he's been he's been in all of all the different uh, forums, and he's seen he's he um he said that uh, tenants' rights are human rights. We don't have to be California, but it is bad here in Tampa. He also pointed out that in the last forum. Um, you were you were very confident that you'd be able to help out. Just like now, I think uh, with 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 this situation, I think one of the and I think that's that's what that's what most of the candidates would, would come out and say. I remember one of the main things that that um, um, that's important for candidates to recognize is that there's no silver bullet right now, mm-hmm. right? And that and, and to be completely honest. Um, Nobody has an answer. I mean, until until you see, until you're in that spot, until you can see the budget, um, new and old, mm-hmm. the the it, it gets really really sticky at that particular point. Right. You know, everybody has a first day on the job, right? Um, and uh, when I get into city council, the first thing that I plan on attacking is the housing affordability. Um, That is my most pressing issue. Um, I have taught plenty of people how to purchase a home, how to fix up their credit, prepare them in a certain time frame uh, to purchase a home or um, fix up their credit if they're looking to rent or help them with uh, uh, career options, Um, connecting the resource dots so that they can begin to solve their own problems, right? and so I am confident that with my background, I can begin to assist uh, the rest of the council members and the mayor to solving this problem because it cannot wait. It can't wait for four years from now. Um, we cannot afford to have someone that will, you know, smile in our faces, show up to the MLK parades and, you know, our little <laughs> community events and then go behind closed doors right. and make backroom deals. Um, and so that's... That, that's that's a, a non-starter. We can't afford that. And um, and I don't like the idea of us criminalizing the homeless or houseless. Um, 
it 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 cannot be. There are many different reasons um, why people are unhoused, and uh, it's like an onion, right? So there are multiple layers. It it isn't well because they they're drug addicted, or it mm-hmm. isn't just because they have mental issues. Um, there could be some that are you know making sixty thousand dollars a year, and maybe they've had a major health crisis. Um, wiped out their savings. Um, they could have been burdened with uh, other things that they weren't expecting that were through no fault of their own uh, that caused them to become unhoused. Mm-hmm. There's so many different reasons. Um, but you have to treat uh, the person as an individual and find out what resources do they need um, to solve their, their problems. And there are some people that don't want to be housed. There are those, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes. What should we do? Where should we put them is the question. And many people who are tired um, or don't have any solutions, their approach is out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. you know. And so you can't just push everyone into a forest and just hope that, you know, when we have all of our tourists come in, they can see a you know nice, clean city with no homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. We're going to go to the phone lines real quick. Um, we only have like a few minutes, actually. So let's go directly to our questions. Um, directly to your questions, please. Okay, go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum real quick. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. Good morning, Nicole. This is Gwen Anderson. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Listening to you all enjoying it. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Gwen. How are you? <laughs> Good. I just want to encourage everyone to get out and vote. You know, voter turnout is really low, and hopefully everyone will be motivated um, listening to you this morning to get to the polls. For Sunday to the polls, souls to the polls, and also on Tuesday. That's all we have left. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. this is true. This is true. Yeah, we, we've had low voter turnout uh, this time around, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Gwen Henderson, uh, who was a candidate for city council, also in District Five. District, District Five, five. And District it's Five. It's not as black as you think it is. District 5 is very, very diverse, changing every day. Yes. Um, at one time it was. It's about 53% African-American. So we do have a diverse population that we're serving, and we have to address that as well. But I, it's not my turn. It's the cold turn. Y'all have a great day, everybody. All right. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Gwen. Bye. All right. See you later now. Thanks for calling. All right. Yeah, she brings up a, a very valid point that the voter turnout is very low. Mm-hmm. And... Um, People may not realize this, but we're studied all the time. How often we vote, wow. when we vote, mm-hmm. and there are in some states where you're removed off of the uh, the, the registration because you, you haven't vote. voted yes. in two election cycles. Right. And, and you're not even aware of it. No one sends you a letter saying, oh, well, we've decided to unregister you. Um, and right now, uh, they're trying to push forward legislation that will outlaw the Democratic Party in the state of Florida. That's crazy. That's completely mad. It sounds absurd and it's so easy to dismiss like, oh, that will never happen. But nobody thought Roe versus Wade Wade would happen happen either. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They lied about that constantly. It was settled law. Every justice said it's settled law. And so their reason for stating that they're going to outlaw the Democratic Party is because of the Democratic Party's ties to slavery which everyone should know that uh, the political ideologies had flipped during the civil rights Correct. movement. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, where your voting rights are being attacked all the time while you sleep. Right. And, um, and of course, you know, you know the, the Stop Woke Act is, uh, I mean, is coming about because they don't want you to wake up. They want you to remain <laughs> sleeping. So. The argument can't even be made anymore on the Republican.